Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Man, we are being simulcast on so many different platforms right now, Larcher. Can you feel it? I feel it. It is, uh, it's hip to be on so many platforms. I feel like a shoe store. Man, I went to the mall today. Hang on. I'm always excited about a good mall trip. Where'd you go? Oh, the hip, man, the hip. Over there, the Harlem Irving Plaza. Oh, yeah. I've been going there since I was a little kid. I know the place frontwards and backwards. I parked my car, and I had a little bit of time, so I was going to go into the food court and have lunch. Oh, yeah. I go in, and the area to the food court completely gone. Nothing but stores. So I figured, well, COVID must have gotten rid of the food court. So I walked all the way around that mall, and then I turned around, and I realized I was like one entrance before the food court. <laughs> uh-huh. I was going to say, I was there within a month, and the food court was going strong. I usually park at the Target and then walk through there to get, get, get around. Yeah, well, I went, I went to the Philadelphia. They had Philadelphia cheesesteak. They had a place where you get some cheesesteaks, but the lady was too slow with the line. So then I looked at Sabaros, but their line was too, they had like five people in it. And then uh, I looked at the Panda Express, and they had people in it. The only thing open was Popeye's. So I went and got Popeye's, and I've had a a stomachache since. Spicy chicken? Spicy spicy. chicken sandwich? No, 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 no. I don't don't do sandwiches, man. Chicken chicken sandwiches are a scam. Too popular. they're, they're pointless, man. If I want to eat fried chicken, I'm eat fried chicken. If I want to eat a sandwich, I'm going to eat a sandwich. I don't want you to marry the two. I have no interest in that union. Noted. I'm done making them for you. Hey. It's true. He is Al Larcher. I am Clark Lawrenson. That makes us Larcher and Lawrenson. It's Tuesday night. You know what that means. We're finally doing a damn show on an actual Tuesday, which is how our regular time slot. Yeah, how about it, buddy? Back, back in business. The show is entitled Live at the Sports Addict. We are a podcast that's been around since 2012. COVID started. We have been casting from remote locations on the northern side of Chicago. We come to you on Twitch. We come to you on uh, YouTube. No, not on YouTube right now. We'll be there soon. Yeah, we don't need them. We got Twitch. We got, we got Twitter. We got Facebook Live. And as always, we are on Blog Talk Radio, and we are anywhere you get your podcasts. And I think we're Take soon uh, to get a Discord channel. Ah, Discord is coming around. The show is ready to roll. You can join in many ways by leaving a comment on any of those platforms. You can also give us a call at 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834. 
chicken tenders or chicken wings, Al? Chicken tenders. Chicken wings. Chicken tenders are bullshit. More bullshit. You're eating a boneless chicken. What the hell? I've never had a chicken without a bone. And if it was, it was in some weird medical condition that's probably not something we should celebrate. Well, they, I mean, they, they can take the bone out of the chicken. That's no, not a big man, deal, that's, right? That's human's job. That's what you're eating. You eat the meat off the bone. Huh. I don't know. I'm a chicken wing guy. Boneless wings don't exist because no. they're just chicken popcorn chicken or chicken balls nuggets. or chicken nuggets, chicken tenders. They're bullshit. Uh, I, I'll eat chicken tenders. I just won't eat boneless wings because they don't exist. But chicken wings are the way to go. I was going to cook some tonight, but the show was coming up, and I ran out of time. So you know what I made? Chicken nuggets for the kids. There you go. Yep. I stopped at uh, Joseph's Finest Meats. I got some uh, Italian sausage with the uh, green pepper built inside. <sighs> and uh, probably going to mix that up with some onions tonight, maybe a little red sauce. They put the Italian, the Italian beef there with the peppers right in it? Yeah, and then like uh, in about a month or a couple of weeks, he should have it with the Vidalia onion inside. Man. And that's a yeah, that is a real treat. Excellent. I should have updated the the folks about that. Like, because uh, last week you gave me all the info. Head to Joseph Finest Meats. Head over to the place down on uh, on Harlem, the Italian the Italian place, and get a sandwich from there too. Uh, the Riviera. I'm in. I'm in. Absolutely. Again, seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. If you want to join in on the phone call, <sighs> Sean congratulates us on uh, doing a show on a Tuesday. Oh, nice. Man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Really do. I I will be on the uh, eFed podcast. It's already dropped. So uh, go check that out. Very exciting. Uh, anywhere where you can find your finer uh, podcasts. Uh, you could get it, your uh, Apple podcast yeah. or your Spotify podcast. Just go ahead and uh, go ahead and find it. Very exciting. Very good. Now, I know you look at my e-wrestling career. It wouldn't be professional to give the entire thing away, but maybe you could give us a couple cliff notes about the show here. What's something that came up that you didn't expect you'd be talking about? What's something? What was your most exciting thing to discuss? Well, I got to say, the uh, host is very professional. The okay. show, my, my, much more professional than this well, one. That wouldn't take uh, much. But... Very good interview. A lot of fun. Um, I think we discussed some of the uh, problems with e-wrestling and some of the joys and some of the good moments. And uh, really spotlight my, my uh, historic Hall of Fame career. And today being Hall of Fame night on uh, WWE... I think it's only appropriate it drops on Hall of Fame Day. There it is. Uh, it, I can't agree more. It, it is out today. It's available. This uh, eFed podcast, is that what it's called? Yeah, the eFed podcast. Awesome. Uh, just go ahead and look it up. You'll find it and uh, enjoy. You know, I'm Next, sure you and the kids will probably uh, tune in and have a good, uh, good run with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. After the show tonight, I'm going to go help put Hazel down to bed, and I'll play that as her bedtime music. There you go. That's smart, see? Teamwork. They told me Episode to say Episode 68 of the uh, EFED podcast. When I was coming downstairs, they told me to say hi to you for the uh, so hello from the kids. Hi to the kids back. Very nice to hear they're uh, doing well. Yeah, it is. No, that's really great that you were on the on the the podcast. I will pick it up and give it a listen. 
Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned it's Hall of Fame Day, a big Hall of Fame class because they've got to take care of some from last year. Batista, who was going to be in the 2020, he ended up, oh, 645, there it is, right on the dot. Count on 6 that 6 alarm 6 every 6 time. 6 it's great. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, yeah, big class. Dave uh, Batista had, had to step back because he's filming something, I gather. Uh, but he was going to be in the class of 2020. The NWO in the class of 2020, but in the class of 2021 is Eric Bischoff, Larcher. Yeah, the bitch is back. What did they do? I know they recorded it last week. There's not going to be an audience out there, right? There might be a, an, or, an audience of wrestlers. Okay. Like it might be, you know, I, I think I saw, what's her name? The Scottish girl dressed up in a nice dress going to it. And, uh, Okay. Yeah. Nikki Cross. So I imagine you know the audience is probably wrestlers, and they can do a nice little thing there. I saw the Bella Twins will be there. the The Bella Twins are in the uh they're they're getting inducted, and then Titus uh he he's getting some some award. The Warrior. He's the Warrior Award. Warrior Award. Yeah. Jushin Thunder Liger uh, is receiving his honor. Is he? 11-time 11, 11 IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, one-time WCW Light Heavyweight Champion, considered wow, by WWE to be the most revolutionary competitor in sports entertainment history. Wow. He's getting in. The wow. British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, one-time WWE Intercontinental Champion, inaugural and two-time European Champion, two-time WWF Hardcore Champion, two-time WF Tag Team Champion, and uh, John Bradshaw Layfield, one-time world champion, one-time Intercontinental, one-time United States, three-time tag team champion, one-time European champion, 18-time hardcore champion, the 2013 Slammy Award for Favorite Web Show of the Year with Michael Cole and uh, Renee Young, and longtime commentator. So, yeah, some, I look forward to watching it tonight. Okay. That'll be good. Did you figure out the peacock? You you got it? You found it? Yeah, I didn't have to do anything. I just had to click a button. But it's slow, man. It's slow. It's not functional. It's Okay. It's a disaster. Sean wants to know what I think of Retromania. <sighs> you know, I played it for like a half an hour and I wasn't like really into it, but I have a feeling one stoned up night I'm going to I'm going to fall in love with it. Uh but right now it's just not there for me yet. I started in like the career mode. Yeah. Maybe I just need to jump into some other modes and kind of just start playing through it. It's a wrestling game, Clark. It's a based uh, like a 90s style wrestling game. This is what I gather gathered at this point from you was that it's a 90s based so it's all 90s wrestlers. Do they have WCW a uh, WWF? What, what is it? Well, it's a mixture of guys. It's not necessarily uh, like Colt Cabana is. Uh, he, he he's finally in a video game. I know okay. you've been clamoring for uh, Colt Cabana to be in a video game. I have. And now uh, cool. and now you have it. Colt he's Cabana. He's on all the he's on all the the posters, the billboards around here. He's flexing. Yes. He yeah. He That's him. Buy his shirt. Buy his yes, shirt. Yes. Very, very popular in the Chicagoland community. And I think he's uh, still in the dark order. I believe he is as well, yeah. I'm trying to find a list of uh, playable characters. I know Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors are in it. Why you know, would you put it on Wikipedia and not list who's in it? 
It's considered an, arca- an arcade-style game, very similar to WWF WrestleFest. I would agree with that. And I loved WrestleFest. I mean, that, that was a great game. Is it Hawk, so. Animal, Nick Aldis, Tommy Dreamer, Colt Cabana, Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, Hollywood Nova, Chris Bay, Mr. Hughes, oh. Matt Cardona, Cardona, Brian Myers, James Storm, Johnny Retro, Nikita Koloff, Warhorse, Sin Idol, Jeff Cobb, Zack Sabre Jr. A lot of cool fucking names for that. Yeah, you've seen Warhorse. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some Warrior Wrestling, which, by the way, they're back in business, so we got to make some plans, maybe go see a show. Um, yeah, we do. By the way, today's going to be a very heavily uh, wrestling-themed show with WrestleMania coming up Sunday. Sure. Uh, maybe we'll get a little uh, of the local sports in first. Uh, I hear Boob Shambi is not uh, not not uh, being received well. Really? I, I think he's better than what they had before. He's, a lot he's, of people are disappointed and looking. Uh, really? Wishing the old guy was back. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Now, you know what it is? Pe- people don't understand change. People are not happy when things change. So they're all stuck in their old ways. They want Len Casper to be extra, extra nasally and all that. And Boog is just, he's more like you and I, Al. He's laid back. He sounds like he's coming to you from his Now, couch. why is this guy named Boob Zombie? What is that? Uh, his dad, when he was a kid, thought he looked like... Uh, Boog, Boog. He looked like Boog Powell, uh, who was a baseball player for the Baltimore Orioles. Well, what the fuck's a Boog? B-O-G. It was the guy's name. That was that guy's name, Boog Powell. I don't think his so name So this is was, John Shambi. It's John is his name. John. Maybe that's why nobody likes him. Where are you hearing that people name. don't? I haven't seen that at all. Wake up, Clark. Smell the coffee. Maybe some Iowa Cup fans and shit. Not those of us who give a shit about baseball. Go look at Twitter. Go read uh, reviews. I know you're very narrow-minded. If you like something, then everybody has to like it, and that means it yeah. only exists in that one I just, realm. I just don't what understand. You... It's been four games. I'll tell you what. Here's where Boog Shambi got me, buddy. It was when I God. would wake up. I wake up sometimes at four in the morning like I did today, and – what a year ago this pandemic is raging that one of the first sports back was kbo korean baseball espn announcers doing it from their homes from their from their home offices and there's boog shambi doing a game that i'm falling asleep to in and out of while i while i'm awake at four in the morning down on my couch after i had woken up to go downstairs and that's why he's my guy i'm sorry if i'm held on to him a little bit but he, he give him time right, well. pe- pe- the people are gonna love him Right, right now, people a little concerned with the uh, boob zombie. Well, it's been four games. You know what? They they also probably think that the Cubs are going to win the World Series because they've only lost a game. Let Never me tell again. you something. Let me tell you something. They're not going to do it. They're, Never they're again. not. If this team makes the playoffs, woo, that'd be amazing. How are your uh, Cleveland Indians? Are they doing all right? They're terrible. They're in dead last. The Indians are in dead last. My White Sox, on the other hand, also not doing so well, but they finally got a much-needed win last night, so that's good. Glad to see that. Uh, uh, that kid, uh, Wright, whatever his name is, somebody played left field last night for the first time. You can tell I know the White Sox really well. <sighs> well, you know, I've, I've, I'm moving into a new field. We've we, recently on this show, I brought everybody up to speed a couple of weeks before the boom hit on uh, what became NBA Top Shot. Oh, Remember, yeah. I was probably a little about a week late on it. Now, I'm telling you, the craze is out there. We're all getting in the business. We're buying ponies, baby. We're racing horses. I'm ready to go. 
There's a whole new um, NTF. There's a whole new blockchain. There's a whole new investment opportunity where you can own digital racehorses and you can race the horses against other people, win real money, and sell and stud your horses. You can have them banged up. You can make new horses. You sell those horses. You can have a stable of horses. You could be a horse racing imperio, if that's a word. Uh, what is that, a horse racing imperio? And a horse racing czar, Clark. A horse All you got to do is get in on the game. Guru. Um, do they actually, do they race? Yeah, they race. Do you race them against each other? You buy a horse and then you race them? Yeah, you enter a race. It costs like maybe $20 to get into a race. And then uh, there's the, whoever wins the race takes the pot. Wow. So that's but where you make your money? Is in, do you they make your money in the races or do you make your money by selling it? Well, right now all the money's in selling it because they just released the original set of horses, the first generation of horses. So these are going to be the OGs of the horse uh, racing community. Dude. And people are getting these for like $40. They're selling in upwards of $7,000. I saw a horse for twelve grand. You know, if it's got a good bloodline, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make out some baby horses that are going to be uh, tearing up the racetracks. And, uh, yeah, so people are studying. They're getting ready. I'm just ready. to. I want to buy a horse, Clark. I'm in. I need a horse. I want to start racing horses. I want to get into the business. Uh, forget fantasy football, baby. We're going all in on the ponies. Okay, we got the ponies. Now, here's the deal. They cost 40 bucks. Just go get one. Boom. You got it. Well, you got it. They only drop them, and they only drop so many. Don't drop the horses. Digital horses, Clark. Oh. Follow along, man. You can drop the digital horse. All right. Then drop the digital horse. That'll be just fine. Zed. The company's called Zed. I thought it was a VR Scout. Oh, no, that's the article I'm reading. It is. Zed. Do you know who's, uh, who's put a lot of money behind it? What gaming system? Atari. There Atari is. is all behind this. They're all in, baby. I saw, the, I saw one of these horse races. They're beautiful. They're like uh, Tron. They, they, they got the uh, artistic, and people are buying these horses and selling these horses. And the brace I'm telling you. The brace around their face is like neon. In the races, huh? The, what do you call that? The, the the harness? I think it is a harness. I'll know this stuff once I once I become a horse czar. You know, right now I'm just trying to get in the game. I need Rygars on the Jazz. That's the horse I want to buy. Wait, did you do you get to name a horse? Yeah, you name your horse, man. You can't have a race horse without naming it. Okay, okay. And here, there's the. Uh, that's what the horses look like right there. Yeah. I'll be darned. That's uh, that's that. Uh, when is the next drop, or are you not allowed to talk about it? I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming within the next two weeks. I'm, you have to have Ethereum, or however the hell you say that other uh, coin. You need a little bit of that to get in on the game. And it's Zed Runs AR Horses. Huh. Yeah, baby. We're going to the tracks. All right, so I just need to get signed up for this. What happened to the NBA Top Shot? Well, that's still good. Yeah, it's still good. You're still making money there. It's not oversaturated? Uh, It is a little oversaturated. It's hard to get the rare drops, which is going to be the problem with these horses. You know, it's going to be hard to get a horse. Uh, But I'm I'm hoping that because we're in on this early, the next drop is going to be a key drop, and uh, everybody listening should get their, their coins ready. 
and they should get their horses because, baby, we are going to the tracks. We are making money off of these horses. This is the investment opportunity on the ground floor. This is in the beta stage of this game. And I'm telling you, you get one of these OG horses and you start studying them, pretty soon you're going to have, you know, you're going to be a famous horse czar. You're going to own your own horse empire. And it all starts with getting your first stud. So, All right. Well, I'll be looking for a stud at any point. $40, the next drop. Do I need to follow something somewhere? Do you have alerts coming to you when this happens? You need to be on the Discord. You need to sign up on their website. Uh, Look, maybe I'll get a stud and you get a bay, and then we can make a Larcher and Lawrence and uh, baby. Oh, and we could sell that baby. We could sell it. We could race it. You could trade them like that? You can trade them to... To uh to produce, yeah. to reproduce, I'm in. Yeah, man, the Sign heritage is important. Yeah, I'm in, hundred percent. I'm I'm ready to roll with that, my friend. You get you get the feeling I still don't quite get the whole the whole thing, and that bothers you. Who cares? Who cares? I don't get it. What do you need to get? The kids like racing things. It it, it makes sense. Look at it like this. The kids are into non-tangibles, right? Like our generation, uh, even the generation slightly behind us and everybody in front of us, we want things we could touch. Like you want to buy something, you want to have it. Video games. There's still people who hold on to video games. The kids, all they care about is this. They care about their phone and showing videos. So if I could go, hey, look, dude, look at my horse. I have this horse here. And then you get another thing where these kids like making money. They like investing. We didn't, you know, as kids, you didn't invest. These kids are into money, man. They get it. So you, now you have a horse and you go, hey, daddy, can I have 20 bucks? I want to race my horse in this race this weekend. Boom. You make $600. These kids are buying new horses. The kids get it. And if the kids get it, the adults get it because we have more money than they do right now. So we got to spend the money. We got to buy the horses and we got to take over Zed and we got to build a stable Woo! We are going to have the four horsemen of Staples. I'm going to have a Ric Flair horse. I'm going to have a Tully Blanchard horse. I'm going to have a uh, the other guy horse. I'm going to have a J.J. Dillon horse. I'm going to have an Arn Anderson horse. Woo. I'm going to have a, uh, a Sid Vicious horse. A Steve McMichael horse. Sounds like it's it's uh it's going to happen. It's all there's no way that it can fail, Al. I'm behind it, hundred percent. Do I just get to buy? I just get to buy one horse on a drop, and that's if I get the drop. Is it is it a is it a lottery? Is it a, a bullshit crapshoot just like that NBA stuff? It is a lottery. It is a crapshoot. It is bullshit NBA stuff. I'm going to be on it. I'm going to let you know. You're going to be on it. You're going to let me know. We're going to make sure we get a horse. A horse is coming, baby. We are birthing a horse. We are in the birthing chamber of the future of the financial market. Kids today, they're not going to be playing stock markets. They're not going to be worried about Amazon. They're not going to be looking at what's happening with U.S. Steel. No, man. They're going to be worried about how Rygar's on the Jazz is performing at a race in the, uh, in the Sega 500, and they're going to have their money on it, man. This is the future. I'm telling you. Do, they, about the horse. do they care about the Dogecoin? Yeah, because the Dogecoin, you trade your Dogecoin for some Ethereum, and then you use your Ethereum to buy your horses. How about some beer for your horses? Whiskey for my men. 
Bear for my horses. Grandpappy told my pappy back in my day. Man had to answer for the wicked that he done. One of, of Willie's finest right there. I must Great. Say. One of Toby's finest. One of Willie's, my favorite Willie song. If that's, that's your true. favorite Willie Nelson that's song. That's not true. Start, you need to start learning some Willie Nelson. It's a top 200 Willie song for me. Top 200 Willie song. Absolutely. Hands down. <laughs> down. Can't argue. Glad I got you on agreement with me there, partner. Oh, we're live at the Sports Attic on this fine Tuesday night or Wednesday morning from your commute to work or your commute from your bedroom to your to your couch. I, I've heard from all the fans listening on podcasts. They're still with us, Al. They've been with us since 2012, and they haven't stopped even with all of this video stuff. Yeah, man. They're, they are getting in on the future technology. Listen, they were with us when I didn't know how to play fantasy football, when I was just a guy who would come on these airwaves and, and lie <laughs> and tell everybody they should do this, when I had no idea what I was talking about, till I became a draft king. And now, Clark, what is the king of sports? What's that? What is the king of sports? The king of sports. Uh, it's football? Horse racing, man. Oh, horse racing. See where we're going horse racing. Yeah, now I'm with you 100%. Horse racing, man. In a year Let's from go. now, this podcast is going to be about the genius of uh, of the King of Kings moving from his fantasy football empire to his horse racing. And we're going to be in our high-tech studio uh, on the 50th floor of some building somewhere. We're going, to, we're going back to my roots, Clark. We're buying the 13th floor of the John Hancock. Boom. We're going to the cock. By the whole floor. I don't think they call it the Hancock anymore. It's just known by the address. They've been, the cock? they've been trying to get in. Yes. <laughs> it's just the cock. 875 North Michigan it's Avenue, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet 1310, US 99, back in the 90s. That's where I started the radio. That's the official name. 875, is that what you said? 875 North Michigan, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where the Cheesecake Factory is. Oh. I used no. to leave that place at about 2 in the morning, and just as I was leaving... Walking in with a new woman every night, dancing like Woo! Rick Flair. Woo! You know who it was? Uh, Big John Howe. Chris Farley. Former mayor of Cincinnati, Clark. Who was it? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, my friend. He'd come in. He'd be like, hey, Al, how you doing? Did I'm he, like, what's up, Jerry? Did he know you? Like, we'd run into each other every night. And he, and he knew you by name? He didn't know. I don't, I don't think. I might be exaggerating on him knowing me by name. So he was a bit of a ladies' man when he was running the show here in town. Yeah, he definitely had a taste for the women. I'll be done. Or they had a taste for him. I don't know which. I tell you what, though. He's a guy who would own a racehorse. Is he still making TV? I, I don't I know. They went to Connecticut. You know, Steve did the spinoff, right? Right, right. And they went to Connecticut. Is that a show you ever did from the audience or anything? Did you ever go there for that? I went to Springer and I went to Jenny Jones. I never did Wilco. Springer is very much WWE. Like back then, it was, I've heard yeah. that like the you know that the people in there were egging on the crowd to get you fired up and and I mean it, I've been, aren't all of the people everybody's kind of a a bit of a, a work right. Isn't it all a bit of a workup on stage? Yeah, yeah. With Springer? Sure. I've been trying to uh, – man, he was only mayor of Cleveland, Cincinnati for a year. Really? 
I would have, yeah. I would have expected him to have a much larger tenure. I'll tell you who's who's going to make a long term mayor. It seems like is Kane. Oh yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, there you go, Mayor Kane. Oh boy, I'm so excited. Well, you know, not only are races won by horses, uh, good news for the Brits. You know, Sean British, he, he may he may be involved with this, but. In New Japan, Jerry Springer used to work, uh, use indie workers for segments. Hey, boom, there you go. Inside knowledge, Clark. What's Sean that? Says he used to use uh, indie wrestlers uh, for segments. Sure. Yeah, that makes so much. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. It's all the work. No. But uh, big big news coming out of New Japan. They've, they've changed the titles. Oh, they have a new yeah. title. We showed and, that on the show last week. Uh, there near the end, we talked about it. Checked out that new design that's little controversial right right and over the weekend they had their pay-per-view i believe it was genesis sakura genesis and uh kota abushi defended the title the new title for the first time against the aerial assassin uh will osprey and uh well i think it's fine to say spoilers because it's it's what a couple days out now yeah, it is will osprey your new world champion your new uh iwgp heavyweight champion Wow. The first, the first Brit to ever win the title. Um, only three of them, I believe, have even tried for it. I think uh, William Regal being the first. Yeah. I don't know who the second yeah. one was. And then uh, now Will Ospreay, the first one to actually win it. So congratulations. I, I've liked uh, Will. That's uh, a fairly short run for Ibushi then, right? Yeah, like, man. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if he's banged up or... But I don't feel like he got a really good shake with the whole thing. And he just got it at Wrestle Kingdom, yeah? Yeah. So, hmm. I'll be darned. Fought solid match. I guess it went, what, about 30 minutes, Al? Yeah, that seems about right. I mean, that's the typical for uh, New Japan. It's about 30, 40 minutes for its world title match. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I didn't think uh, I didn't think Osprey was going to win. I mean, I really wow. didn't think Osprey was going to win. That's great. I thought it was kind of – it was one of those where I thought it was kind of a given – that, uh, you know, Bushi was going to hold on to that title for a while. And, you know, Osprey's got his, his faction and, uh, you know, Jeff Cobb's in it, uh, the great Ocon. We've seen Jeff he, uh, Cobb. We've seen, yeah. He, he recently turned on his woman. He gave, her a, he gave her an Oz cutter before the pay-per-view. Oh, no uh, shit. Before okay. the pay-per-view. In Wow, you know, many people might say that him, him and the the young lady no longer being together, maybe that's why he was able to study up and and win the belt. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe she was a distraction. I don't know. I'm not saying women are a distraction. I'm saying partners in general can be a distraction. Families can be a huge distraction. It could take up your whole life. It can. Well, I mean, you got like 16 kids now, so I I understand where you're With coming two. from. What do you have? 40 cats. I have one cat. That's it. That's all you need. And I'm going to have about 40 racehorses in a couple of weeks. Man. Let me tell you, I'll never forget. So we had Hazel, and she was pretty young at the time. I mean, let me do the math real quick. She must have been like five or six months. Maybe she was a little older. No, nine months makes more sense. Yeah, she was about eight months. She she was, she was handed me uh, – she handed me the, the pregnancy test. I was so surprised. I had my kids way too close together is what I'm getting at. 17, 17 and a half months apart. 
Don't don't do that. Don't get another cat within the next seventeen months, Al. Oh no, one's enough. Believe me, she. Bu- I can barely sleep at night with this cat. Let me tell you something. The last like three days have been a lot better. Last week when we did a show, I was uh, just about just about to the end of it. We, we we were having we were having a tough tough go, tough tough time getting along. You know what I mean? So, but we're back. This week's going pretty well, and. I uh, I guess I can announce it here, Al, that I will once again. It's official now. Yeah. I am soon to be a tour guide for all of the tourists coming to Chicago this year. Well, I can't wait to. I, it's been a while since I've had a tour myself. Do you want to come down and ride on the little scooters with me or what? I might have to get on one of your little scooters and uh, – See the world, man. So what I'm trying to say is, if you want to take a Segway tour, hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll go do that. You are the uh, crown prince of uh, of tours. Like I've heard stories about how good you are. So mm-hmm. if anybody's visiting Chicago and they want to get a tour of the city, mm-hmm. this guy knows what every star on that flag means. I'm just get so out. happy on that flag on your arm right there. That tattoo. Do you remember? Yeah, you've told me like 70 billion times over the course of uh-huh. doing this show. Uh-huh. I think every week we get a, a tutorial on uh, the flag stars. Well, we're not yeah. gonna, we're not going to do that this week. We don't have You have to. the you have uh, the Great Fire. Yep. The uh Columbian Exhibition. Yep. Columbia the uh the World's Fair and the 85 Super Bowl of the Chicago Bears. That, Fort Dearborn. And Fort Dearborn. Not not the 85 Super Bowl, but Fort Dearborn. Although we should, we should, they should have added one for the Chicago Bears. There's no doubt about it. They should have taken away one of those World Fairs. Breaking news today at Wrigley Field: There's going to be a new statue. One Ferguson Jenkins gets a statue at Wrigley Field. He's deeply honored to share this with family, friends, and teammates. But most of all, he shares this with you, the Cubs fans. There you go. Did we? Did we thoroughly? Do a background check on Mr. Ferguson Jenkinson because I want to make sure there's no skeleton. I don't want that statue being torn down. And, no, uh, no. The, I, don't, I don't believe that we're in any danger of the Ferguson Jenkins statue being canceled. Who I is would, he? What did he do? He was a pitcher. He had great pitcher. I got his, uh, I got his John Hancock while I was out there at spring training for my dad because he was one of my dad's favorite pictures, pitchers from back in the day. Uh yeah, nice guy. He's known for signing baseballs all over the place, so none of them that he signs are worth much. You know how that is, right? Like, if it's yeah, somebody who doesn't sign that. autographs, it's going to be worth a ton. If it's somebody who signs them all the time, it's not worth nothing. If I well, if I was a star athlete, I'd probably just sign everybody because I don't want people hawking my autograph all over the place. Well, he could now actually recreate the market for the Ferguson Jenkinson uh, digital oh, no, card. Getting... The Fergie Jenkins digital card. He, he could sign it, the statue of Ferguson Jenkinson. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm-hmm. Makes me proud. I'm hoping one day outside of these studios they put a statue of me. If if they don't, I'll build one for you. I'll make Thank it. You. I'll make it out of a Play-Doh. I got plenty of that around here. No, no, no. I want a real statue, and I want it in the L. Archer Memorial Park. I'll bring some tools. I'll I'll chip it away. I know how to chip it. It'll be just fine. 
<sighs> Larcher. Are you still burning the candles at both ends? Are you a night worker? Are you a day worker? What are you doing these days? <laughs> I do so much work. I should be, um, yeah, I don't know. Did you have to work during night one of WrestleMania? Is your plan to kind of just wake up early the next day or watch it when you get home? Uh, your sleep schedule is way different, so I don't know. Like, when you get home now, you probably go to sleep a bit earlier than you used to. Yeah, I mean, like, three is definitely my checkout time. Like, I couldn't watch the New Japan show live like okay, I normally right. would. Right, um, right, right. So I may, I may try to knock out, like, two hours of it, sleep, wake up, kill the other two hours. I don't know how long this thing's going to be. And mm. then, uh, you, you know, maybe go, maybe go over to your house. I don't know. I'm, if you're going to get some Joseph's finest meats, I'll be there. Otherwise, you know, we'll talk. Ooh, I'll absolutely get some jo- Joseph's finest meats. My issue there, wh- what do I have to do to cook it when I get it home? Just you throw it on a grill. Throw it you in a, a pot, throw it on the grill, whatever. I mean, I want to watch WrestleMania. And then I, I really want to watch what's after, actually, too. But Oh, is that the big Chris Jericho interview? Yeah, yeah, it is. They made sure to announce that, Al, the, uh, the Jericho thing, uh, the day after April Fool's Day, just to make sure. Yeah, right? They should have actually done it on uh, – they should have released it on April Fool's Day, but, like, no, we're serious. I agree, because I think that would have gotten a lot more people to talk about it, don't you? Totally. It would have gotten like this weird buzz. Like, is this real? This is a, this has to be fake. Right. And then all you have to do is back it up for like the next few days and everyone will be like, holy yeah. shit, this is legit. You get two news cycles out of it where they only did one. Like, right. You know, Why don't they talk the to you about this, Larcher? Why aren't we consulted before this? That's ridiculous. Uh, there it is. The tweet came out from WWE Network. They put it on all their social medias. It said, no, it was the day after 11 a.m. on April 2nd. It says, no fooling around here. You're going to get it. I am Jericho joined Steve Austin BSR on the next Broken Skull Sessions premiering Sunday, April 11th on Peacock TV. Man, I, uh, I kind of caught the story that Jericho, after seeing, uh, after seeing the last couple Broken Skulls, kind of hit up Steve and just said, hey, what about having me on? And he's like, shit, let me ask Vince. And he pretty much, I heard it was a text message from Austin. Hey, what do you think? What's that? He said he texted Vince, and Vince is like, yeah, all right. And then he's like, sometimes Vince and I don't always – it's like you and me. We don't always see eye to eye on texting because you you lose something in the translation. Okay. So he texted Vince again. He's like, no, really. Like, is is this good? And Vince is like, yeah, I don't care. Dude, I think Vince – I think this is the surest sign. This is the first time I'm saying this. This is the surest sign. That Vince is not worried about a war and that he's selling the company and that I think this NBC deal is a test balloon. And I think in four years, uh, probably Peacock buys WWE. But I think he's totally selling. Like this this shit wouldn't happen if he was still, you know, hyper-focused Vince McMahon on just winning and ruling the wrestling world. Something doesn't smell right here. And uh, it's not just the weed I'm smoking. I think for sure – it's a it's a sign that uh, I think WWE is selling. Okay, I'm uh, I have no reason to argue against that. It really seems like, I mean, obviously this is going to be a huge buy for this right here. I mean, 
I don't know if WrestleMania was going to sell it to as many people as it will have in Jericho on that show that night anyway, at least for a month. I mean, I, I do think that having Jericho on Broken Skull Sessions helps sell more tickets. Don't get me wrong. I think most people will buy because of WrestleMania, but I think you're going to get an add-on of a certain amount of buys because of Jericho being on. And then, sure. and then the hope is you can bring in a bit of a new audience. My issue here is I feel like anybody who had the network, and we touched on this last week, Al, you brought it up, is that the, this Peacock WWE network isn't, isn't going to have what the WWE network had that we have been used to since they brought it out eight years ago or what have you. They give it and they take it away, my friend. And once you've tasted the apple in the Garden of Eden of wrestling mm-hmm. and they've thrown you out of the garden, all you can do is make babies and buy horses now. There's, there's, no, there's no going back. Like, you know what you had and it's gone. And I don't think it'll ever be the same. And I, I, I could cry right now. I mean, it, it is that uh, devastating. Um, I'm trying not to get too down on it. I'm not trying to, you know, worry too much about it. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's sad. It's they 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 had something great there that is no longer. So yeah, I think uh, it'll be a real interesting for me to see because I missed a lot of the heart of Jericho's WWE career. You know, I mean, I knew him in the first couple years in WWE, and I knew him in WCW. And then whatever we've seen of him the last four to five in WWE, when, when, when I first came back, when the network came out, I'm really interested in it. I think that Steve Austin does a great job. I think it's a, a, a solid show. We'll see what happens. It's on, it's on WWE's property, so who knows what, what they'll touch on and what they're allowed to touch on, but it looks like they already filmed it. Yeah, um, yeah I'm wondering how, how far back they actually recorded it. <laughs> um yeah yeah i'm uh i'm devastated about the whole thing but yeah it'll be an interesting interview and it, you know look steve austin has proven he's really good at this uh interview stuff Yep, he's prepared he has good questions you know he he gets into it with the, with his guests and we know jericho can talk and jericho loves he, much like myself likes talking about himself. So. Nope. See, they used that to tease it the day before, Al. They had a post out on April Fool's Day at 11 a.m., and it said 24 hours. And, of course, you know that that's the sound that they used when they first introduced Chris Jericho with the countdown. You when know he, who was there that a, night, right? Yeah, The Rock was there. I think Little Al Larcher was there. Yeah, little Al Larcher was there for sure. I remember waiting on that countdown and the rock being in the ring and that going off and Jericho coming out. And I'm like, this guy, that was a huge pop though. Yeah, it was awesome. Was it? Yeah, it was awesome. I think we, I think I remember knowing like everyone knew it was Jericho who was coming. Oh yeah. There were signs of somebody had a sign that said millennium man, because it was the countdown. Cause it was right. the year of the big countdown to the millennium going on at that point. Uh-huh. That was my first radio shift. And that was at the horizon, huh? Yeah, Rosemont Horizon, the historic. Man, I can't wait to get back in that building. Hang on a minute. Was your first radio ship show, radio, was it turning to the year 2000, New Year's Eve? It was. It was, yeah. And I mean, no were, wanted to, were there extra precautions that you guys took on the radio? Did you have memos coming down it. or what? 
No one wanted to work it. I remember the engineer being certain that, like, nothing was going to happen. Yep. Um, you know, we had the carts ready to go if something did. And I remember the program director coming in. Could you uh, translate that? You had the carts ready to go? The carts were like uh, plastic square things. They look like eight track, if you know what an eight track is. They were basically yeah. eight track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, all the elements of radio were on those eight tracks, on those carts. So if you had a cart machine, you would plug it in, it would play, you know, you, you could fire it off with a, with a button on the board. And you, but, you had two or three cart machines, and you just kept going. Okay. So, like, all the imaging and stuff was done through carts. But you all were already digital at that point? So you yeah, just had the like carts the music, as the backup? You guys were using, what, like LimeWire or Napster or something at the time? No, we, it was professional equipment. Winamp? It like, Winamp? It was probably, like, at that time, like, $50,000 <laughs> equipment that you could now get on, like, Spotify for free. I mean, shit, but, we're uh, using it in our studios is what we're doing. No. Yeah, I mean, this is far more advanced than that. Yes, yeah, right. But uh, it was new. That's, that's it was new. badass, Al. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh. Those were the days. And uh, mid- the days. midnight came and went, and you were still alive. The building was still standing. Everything was good. I wasn't on the air. I was just running. Uh, yeah. I was running the board. Was it a national show that you were running at the time, or I think, were you I local? believe it was like. Uh, yeah, I believe it was a countdown show. Yeah, like some like national countdown. Westwood Woods top. Top yeah. 100 country songs of 1999. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll start with a little Joe Diffie. So what are you doing? Just uh, you're queuing that up and you're queuing up the commercials to play? Is that what you do at, at that point? Or? You're basically like if you're piloting a, a control board with like piloting because yeah. you actually have air. And uh, let's just say it's on autopilot. Like you're just making sure things are firing. You know, when the, when Westwood One would come out of the queue, they'd be like, Westwood One, first in country. And as soon as, when you heard the re, boom, you'd push the button, and it would just start firing off like, you're listening to US 99, and then it would click into the next element, which would probably be a commercial. And then at the top of the hour, you would hit the legal ID, and then you would pot back up the feed when it was, you know, the timing was like you had a two-minute block, yep. but all the commercials were exactly timed out properly. So you would just pot it up. There'd be like a music bed playing, and you'd be ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to Live at the Sports Addict with Larcher and Lawrenson. You can join in on the fun, 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834. Thank you so much for joining us. The uh, topic is anything that you want. We're, we're currently discussing the very topical new millennium of 2000. Uh, yeah, so Chris Jericho, back back to that point. He's going to be on Broken Skull Sessions after WrestleMania Night 2 on the Peacock Network or the WWE Network. The Peacock WWE Network. Well, I look forward to it. You got the Hall of Fame. I believe there's a takeover show tomorrow. I think there's a takeover show Thursday. Then you have SmackDown on Friday. And then you have WrestleMania 1 on Saturday, WrestleMania 2 on Sunday. Then you have the Raw After Mania on Monday. We are in the most exciting time for wrestling fans of the year where there's a little bit of something for everybody the next couple days. There's some independent shows going on you can, you can follow, you can catch. Not a lot of them this year, obviously. but right. Yeah, they're doing the uh, – they're, 
WWE's taking the whole week this time, huh? Yeah, the whole week of wrestling programming. I'm going to pop on that Hall of Fame. I'm going to cook up some sausages, fire up that Hall of Fame when uh, we're done here. Rygar and I are going to watch it. Man, it's fucking hot in here. You know, heat rises and I'm in an attic and it's too... I feel like it's just like a week too soon to pull the air conditioner out. Yeah, we were discussing it last week. You didn't you didn't bust it out then, huh? Still not out, and I I just bought like a new like fancy fan. You can probably hear it. Um, that's got a lot of power to it, and uh, that's lets me sleep at night. But man, it, I feel heat in here. I feel heat. I'm sorry, brother. At least uh, at least you have the fan and everything. We haven't we haven't turned ours on yet. Our upstairs gets a little bit warm as well. Uh, so far, the windows being cracked does help. However, it's a sliding door in our room. And Monday after Monday morning, we were getting ready to head to the park, and I was getting dressed, and my kid walked out the door. We had it cracked, and all of a sudden, she's standing on my balcony out there, which is oh, no. fine, except there's stairs going down. So you just got to watch out for that. And then there's another toddler, another four-year-old down the street that she, she, we had an Easter egg hunt for the neighborhood on Sunday. Well, the neighbor, she, uh, she ended up, uh, she opened up the door, the four-year-old and walked out on her own to go do her own Easter egg hunt the next day. She only made it to her porch, but that's just something that, I mean, you just, you don't know until it's there that the kid's now able to put the wherewithal to go outside. Hazel started doing that. She started, uh, coming downstairs on her own she she only comes down i think she's still slightly scared of the basement even especially at night she is when it's dark but in the daytime she uh with the lights she at least comes down now if if her ipad's over on the treadmill she'll run down and go get it herself which she gets in trouble for she's not allowed to come to the basement by herself because this is the only finished room is my office uh yeah um yeah so She's just getting more adventurous, and you don't know until you know. So now we're, we're keeping the, the door to the basement locked a little bit more. I've had to move my stash of, uh, of THC and marijuana and what have you up to a higher level. That's good. Not that she'd be able to figure it out. Watch out for Hunter Biden. Uh-oh, he's got laptops. Keep an eye out. Woo! Um, 760-454-8834 to join. Anyway, yeah, I started uh, locking down the marijuana and what have you. Yeah, because God knows if she finds it, no doubt she's going to roll the perfect little uh, joint. Yeah, she's, she's, she's going to know how to use gonna, this, too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Going to yeah. watch Frozen. Yeah, no, no, I get it. It's, you know, these Let it times. go, let it go. Can't hold me back anymore. Clark, please do not sing Frozen on this show. What? We have standards and regulations, and that, that just goes. Any song from Frozen? Yeah, no. How about like, do some love is open. Never t- Whoa! Do people sing that? It Todd. Yeah. Love is yeah, an open I, door. I hear fucking Frozen every night of a my life. Bitch! I was gonna come in there and I was gonna be like, Al's finally gonna be happy. He's not hearing "Let It Go." Lauren and I are gonna come in and knock "Love Is an Open Door" out of the park, blow his mind. But I also said this to Lauren, because I brought this up. We were in their road trip, in our big road trip. I brought it up to her. I go, what's going to happen is we're going to come in thinking that we're all awesome and everything. He's really like, I hear that one all the time too, a-hole. Yeah, another one everybody thinks is original. They all think this is the first time it's ever been done, and I should be, like, excited that they've thought of this. 
Um, we're going to do shallow, but he's going to sing the girl parts, and I'm going to sing the boy parts. Everybody, everybody does it. Everybody all the time has done the gender role switch. It's always happened. It was one of my go-tos for a while when I was running it. I just, I feel bad that I lost the touch to be able to know right off the bat that you already would have known a song like Love is an Open Door. I'm just saying. What about In Summer or Some Things Never Change? Or how about Lost in the Woods? So many good songs. I've got Frozen 2 soundtrack on vinyl, my friend. I can hear it better than you've ever heard it on your karaoke. Oh, my God. You think, like, you legitimately think that's a good soundtrack? Oh, Frozen 2? You don't know the Frozen 2 soundtrack. It's fantastic. Wow, we lost Clark. Um, I just want to go on record that today, April 6th, of 2021, after we surviving months of the pandemic, we've officially lost Clark Lawrence and know, to the frozen. lost in the woods. I don't know which way to go. I pulled up next to a dude today lost singing. Uh, he Straight up, he was like, uh, I don't know, like 30 years old, like a construction guy. He was in his car, and he's just straight, straight up, everybody. <laughs> Oh man, I um I was we were at the park out in Kirkland on Easter, and there's a merry-go-round, and I was just standing on it, and it's spinning, and this Harley comes down the street, and I, they're slowing down, and they're turning. There's a guy and a gal on it, and he goes, "Look at that fucking guy!" <laughs> and I just turned and gave the peace sign, and they laughed like a bastard. It was pretty fun. I think it was kind of a wink at each other, like I get it. What? Because you look like a guy who just came from a Bernie Sanders convention. Do I? Is is that what I look like? You're meathead. Everyone knows you're meathead. What makes you think I look like I was at a Bernie Sanders? Oh, look at the 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 blue little the, button. The down, KFC the guy. The guy with the chicken. The beard. No, I'm not the Colonel. Come on, the Colonel doesn't look like this. Those shades yeah. just reek of, uh, you know, the far left conspiracy. Oh, while yours, you, you while your reek, yours reeks of the far right conspiracies there too. I look like a guy who can land a plane in an emergency situation. Where are you landing your plane? The Hudson. The Hudson. Oh, all of a sudden Sully over here. Look at him. There's Sully rocking. I'll tell you what Sully wasn't doing. He wasn't smoking the marijuana, Al. I don't smoke marijuana when I'm on a plane. Or when you're flying it, I would hope. Hell no. Could you ever be a pilot? No, I had LASIK. Wait, hang on. If you've had LASIK, you can't be a pilot? Yeah, legitimately, you cannot. They tell you. Like, you know, I was like 20. I was, I was early 20s. They're like, listen, if you, if you get LASIK, one of the things are you can never fly a plane. You can never join the Air Force or, uh, or be a pilot. I said, you know what? I'm going to take this uh, calculated risk. And uh, I'm going to get the LASIK and not be a pilot. I stand by my decision. What year was that? Like 2001. You know, they probably thought it was right after 9-11. I was probably going to join the Air Force and save the world. According to the U.S. Air Force frequently asked questions, uh, applicants who have undergone correctional, correction of visual activity or acuity by photorefractive carotomity, PRK, or laser-assisted strominal uh, surgery may be considered one year from the date of operation. Note that corrective eye surgery may disqualify applicants for pilot or other specific roles. There you go. 
There it oh. is. It seems like the FAA requires that civil airmen with with uh, this procedure discontinue flying until their eye care specialist has determined that their vision is stable. Okay, so it looks like it has become more lax. I think, I mean, we've had sure, sure. 20 years for this to come around, right? Very common uh, surgery now, so I would think so. I was I was on the forefront of it, like I'm on the forefront of uh, cyber races. Of cyber horse racing. Cyber horse Atari's racing. Atari's yeah. put a lot of money behind it. A good company that's strong, that's been around for a long time, like Atari. That's what I want to get behind. Is that, Mark, uh, you're gonna, you are going to be so jealous of my thoroughbred. I'm coming in. I'm going to come in, I and I'm going, to, I'm going to get ahead of you. I'm going to trump you. You're going to be like, that son of a bitch, he got me. I lost my bracket, Al. Yeah, most people did. I mean, except for the people that won. Well, those are limited. How many people play in a tournament usually? The the pool I was in had like sixty entries. Sixty, uh, okay. Yep. And uh, so one in six, one in sixty tend to win it. Michigan's loss last week got the best of me. Hey, remember what you said to me, Al? Uh, I got a bone to pick with you. Hey, when Michigan, last week you brought it up on the show, when Michigan got beat by UCLA, I was talking about how good of a team that UCLA was. You came in and said, I don't know, an 11 seed beating a 1 seems like it, should have, it shouldn't have happened, some shit like that. Yeah. Well, you know exactly. that UCLA team went and dominated in their final uh, – or well, no, they didn't dominate. But they played one hell of a game against the undefeated Gonzaga team. It was probably the best game the of the year Saturday night. On a on a half court a shot. Beautiful half court, oh, half court it, shot. They timed it perfectly. After watching that game out, like I expected that shot to go in, and it, it was unreal. They were making so many shots. That UCLA Gonzaga game was fantastic, and then last night's game ended up being a bit of a dud. Baylor just whooped the shit out of Gonzaga. The underdog won it again. I'm sure you've had this happen before in, in your history of karaoke, but there were two dudes on the stage who didn't want to be singing whose girlfriends totally pushed them up there, and they were singing like a duet. And in the middle of the duet, everybody is cheering and going crazy. <laughs> the shot going, went in. Oh! And they think for a second, you see the joy on their face as they think, oh, my God, everybody is into my singing at this moment. And then like a minute later, they realize, oh, they're not they're, they're actually not paying attention at all. They're watching the basketball <laughs> They're game. watching the Yeah, the final four. That's amazing. It, I thought it was a fun tournament. That Saturday night game was was the best game of the tournament, but yeah, that was great. It was a great game. Big news: the local coach Porter Moser, who brought Loyola out of the depths, brought him up. Yep, spent ten years there building that program up with two really solid runs, one Final Four run, and then another good run this year. Uh, got the money. I mean, he made some money. To go over to, uh, he's now over there with um, Oklahoma is who gave him the money. From what I hear, money wasn't an issue. They were going to pay him whatever he wanted. Well, you don't go to Oklahoma unless someone's paying you a lot of money. I mean, Cleveland, yes, terrible, horrible place. But Oklahoma's just boring, man. They made a whole musical out of that fucking state. And you know how boring musicals are. I've been in I've been in a musical or two. Music I Man. I was in the Music Man. Uh, Guys and Dolls. Uh, Brigadoon. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Wizard of Oz. Uh, 
There, that that's about that's about where the carnival. I was in a, a show called Carnival, not Carousel. Carnival. This, this whole time you've been doing a show with a Hall of Fame uh, EFED legend. Well, little did I know you were this Broadway uh, czar. This uh, oh, yeah. Wow, I've yeah. I've been on stage mm-hmm. with you hundreds yeah, of yeah. times, and oh, I never yeah. knew you were. Why didn't we do musical numbers? Music man, we did some musical numbers back in the day. Patrick wrote a couple. We did a few. It didn't. They, didn't, I, they obviously didn't go so well. But good night, ladies. Good night, ladies. That was from the Music Man Barbershop Quartet. Let's go. We're going to leave you now. Come on, man. Dude, musicals are so boring. The only good there was one good musical, and that was the Blues Brothers. Since then, they've all been garbage. Oh, the Blues Brothers too. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh. Do, do I want to turn it on just to confirm what you're talking about? What happened? Like, why did? Well, how did? Can you explain how you ended up on Blues Brothers 2000? And just off memory, it's the brother Belushi, Jim, with Dan Aykroyd, and yeah. a little bit of John Goodman. They were like yeah. a trio of Blues Brothers. What? How did you? How did you decide to watch Blues Brothers 2000? What happened? Well. You see, I came home from work, and it was like two, one, two in the morning, and on uh, the like independent film channel or some one of these film channels where they run the same movie over and over. The damn Blues Brothers 2000 was in the loop, and I caught the last ten minutes of it. The first five minutes of the last ten minutes, I got the biggest douche chill I have ever got down my spine, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how embarrassing this is. I forgot how bad this is. I forgot what a tarnish this was to the legacy of Chicago, to the legacy of motion pictures, Wait, to the legacy, to the of, legacy of music. What? Um, oh, my this, Lord. This piece of trash was so embarrassing. I, I, don't, I don't even think I can respect the Blues Brothers anymore. I think it's over. I, I think, like, I'm, I'm done. No. I, I, just picture, I just picture that horrible movie. You I can... can't wash it out of my eyes. Now, I saw it in 2000, so I guess there is a point where you could block it out of your brain. But I, it, I remember not true. thinking it was great. I just don't remember wanting to cancel Blues Brothers out of it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, go back and watch it now because – like, as a kid, there was, like, a little bit of nostalgia, where now you'll just be like, what am I watching? This is so embarrassing. You shared, is- you shared a picture of the three Blues Brothers. It must have included Goodman, Brother Belushi, and uh, Aykroyd, right? Well, there's the, there's the kid. There's oh, a little the kid. kid. The they fucking added a kid. kid. They, uh, they added uh, Cab Calloway, I think, his kid, or, or something of that nature. Uh, and then there's there's Aykroyd, who's just like a bartender they find, and then there's uh yeah. Wait, Aykroyd didn't play the same character? Oh no no no! I'm sorry, uh, John Good Goodman, the bartender, and then then there's Aykroyd, and I mean it is just what they could have done. They had so much talent in that mo- mo- movie. They had so many musical legends, and Travis Tritt, and they could have taken all of those people and done like a benefit concert in character. They could have been like, Hey, this is how what blues and I'm here with uh, my friend, uh, you know, the fat guy Goodman role. 
And uh, we're doing a, a concert with the best blues legends. We're remembering Jake Blues, and we're raising money for Mother Cabrini's Orphanage. And they could have had, like, a cool concert movie that would have been fine. It would have been fantastic. It would have been – you make it three hours, so it's not a movie. It's a concert movie. And I'm telling you, you're doing it today. Instead, they put out of absolute diarrhea. And this is like if the Queen of England uh, ate at the Harlem and Irving Mall Popeyes uh, and got food poisoning, the shit coming out of her ass is exactly oh. what the Blues Brothers 2000 is. Like, no question. Um, that just makes me a little bit just upset. That, And I'm wrong there. Why did I remember that the brother Belushi was in it? He wasn't. It was Goodman. In in calories, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I yeah. didn't, I didn't mean to do that for you, but uh, man, forty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Al. Forty six percent. Now that, that's actually like I was kind of expecting worse because some movies get, get really knocked down. So it came out in '98, and written by Dan Aykroyd and John Landis. I mean, music was by Paul Schaefer. I mean, it had. Everybody that you'd think you, you'd want to be able to revamp the, music, the Blues The music Brothers. was fine. The music interludes were uh, very good. Like, they, they, they were well done. They were fun. They were what the Blues Brothers should be. But and the movie around it was such hot trash. It would be like if Sister – what's the lady from Loyola? Sister Jean. If Sister Jean went to the Popeyes at Harlem and Irving Plaza Woo. and got food poisoning, the shit that comes out of her is exactly what this movie would be. Yeah. All right. Well, why were they green? Because the bag lady, what's her name? She does bag lady, Tyrone. Call Tyrone. I don't know. Uh, Erica Badu? Erica Badu. So, uh, oh, so yeah. Badu uh, plays uh, um, a witch, the witch of New Orleans, mm-hmm. and she uses some uh, voodoo, some Papa Shango magic, and uh, turns them into um, zombies, green zombies, because they said they don't do, they don't play Caribbean music. I have a trivia question for you: Did Blues Brothers 2000 make money? I'm going to say no. Blues Brothers 2000 had a budget of $31 million. The domestic box office gross, $10 million. <laughs> Half. Not only was it a piece of shit, it was a money-losing <laughs> piece of shit. But like, overseas, $18 million. It's because they don't know. They, don't, they didn't know any better. So it damn near broke even. And now That's you movie. you a just movie. watched it again. In the last 20 years, that movie's made money. So it is a plus at this point. That is so embarrassing. I'm sorry to let you know. you know. It did make money. And oh. people listening, and they're not from Chicago, and they're of a certain age. Maybe they've never seen the Blues Brothers. One of the greatest Chicago movies. Watch that movie. Time. Watch that movie. Visit Chicago. Come take a tour with me and watch that movie. Come sing karaoke with me. Go Hell on a yeah. little scooter tour with Clark. Scooty too. And, and boom, you got Chicago cover. What else do you need to do? Nothing. Done. Nothing. 
So uh, WrestleMania this Saturday and yeah, Sunday, an event so magnificent, so strong, so spectacular, they couldn't contain it to a single night. So you get two nights yep. of WrestleMania. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Saturday night you're looking at Lana and Naomi versus Dana and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad versus Nitalia and uh, Tamina. And the winner gets a WWE Women's Tag Team Championship match on night two. Wow. That's about, I mean, that's really all there's to say about that. And that'll be Nia and Shayna, who are the champs, on night two. will take on the winner of Tag Team Turmoil. I feel like they're building Nia and Tamina up. Um, Do they just need one one member of a team gets pinned and it's and it's over? I would hope. I think that's how the turmoil works. Yeah. I would gather. And and I think turmoil means there's no tags. Is that right? Or is that a tornado? That might be a tornado. I I get all the, the marketing terms confused. Yeah, I don't know what turmoil means, and the link won't take me to. Much like a singles match, tag team professional women's wrestling matches can be have at forms. Singles match, tag team match. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's a match. Like, that's where you can you go to the bathroom, make sure the cheese dip is getting heated up, and then sit back, relax, fire up the color TDs, and watch the sight sounds as they fly him through the air. As the great Swiss genius Cesaro steps in the ring with uh, your wife's favorite wrestler, Seth Rollins. Yeah. In what should be a magnificent show, especially if they give those guys some time to perform. And, Seth uh, really Rollins, you just got to head over on Route 80, 80 or 88, over there to the Quad Cities. That's where he's from. Right. right. He bought he bought his electric car, though, here in Chicago. He loves Chicago. Big Bears fan. Bears, big Bears fan. Big Bears big fan. Big Bears fan. So, so you always got to pull for Seth Rollins. Guys, it's WrestleMania. If WrestleMania, if you're not if you're not the the regular wrestle, wrestling watcher, come watch it. Uh, we'll be we'll be around on the social media and, and stuff. Last year, Al, we came up with a big group to watch. Well, we were sitting in the middle of quarantine, and you had a big group that watched it together via chat. Yeah, yeah, we had a little uh, nice. Uh, what is that thing? Messenger uh, chat thing. Yep. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, maybe I'll do that on night two. I mean, I won't be available night one. Um, but then again, maybe I'll be with you. So who knows? But who does know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just um, that's going to be a really good match. I think that's going to be a really good match. And uh, now, when I have you over for that, if I pick up the stuff from Joseph Finest Meats, I just don't want to fuck up. Like last time, it took me way too long to cook all that chicken and stuff. I went too far. I tried too hard to make something too large. So if I can go to Joseph Finest Meats for Italian beef and things like that, and it's fairly simple, let's do that. Yeah, you just heat up sausage. I don't know, like, this is a brain surgery. You want me to go there and get sausage and heat it up? That's probably the easiest. Like, if you, if you end up doing steak or something, it's expensive, and then it has to be perfect. Sure. You know, you, you just get some sausage and boom. Maybe a pork chop, I don't know. Right. Sure. What do you you think got of- a grill, right? I do have a grill. It's, you have a meat thermometer yet? Because you're going to need a meat thermometer. I've got a meat thermometer that, that gets the job done. But I want one that, you know, that is uh, remote controlled and, you know, you use no. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
You don't need that. You just need a nice digital readout on a beat them out of Yeah, I, I can get that covered. That'll be fine. So, um, what else? Braun Strowman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before oh. we get that, because we're probably going to have to do some gambling. So there's going to be the great Cesaro swing, where he's going to swing Seth Rollins. You know what I'm talking about, the swing? I know, yeah, he, the, the airplane. How many, how many rotations? I'm setting the over and under at 20. 20? Yeah, I think he did 20. He did, he did a lot on uh, Raw the other day. Ooh. I feel like I've got to take under. All right, I'll take the over. 20 seems Hopefully. like a large, large number. Hopefully we'll have some gambling sheets for the big game on Sunday. Um, yeah, we're going to have to. Maybe I'll make that up tonight. Maybe I'll do one. Please do. So then, so then you got, in a match I know you're clamoring for, this is the one you're excited about. Oh, yeah. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Now, mm. Shane McMahon, the exact same age as Gerald Briscoe was when he was one of the Stooges, one of Vince McMahon's Stooges. Crazy. Going up against a an enormous man. Uh, that basically, they're giants. He's not quite a giant. We'll get to the giant, actual giant guy later. But as a matter of fact, we'll get to him in the next match. But Braun Strowman, a big power lifter, uh, a specimen, 6'8", 385 pounds of uh, pure North Carolina beef going up against Shane McMahon, the uh, son of the owner of the company who's called Braun Strowman an idiot, stupid, he's, for the last he, couple of weeks. He's just dumb, so he, he can't wrestle because he's dumb. Shane's going to outsmart him in the match, right? Well, we'll see. Braun decided he, want, he got to choose a stipulation. He wanted it in a steel cage, and that's what we're going to get. So he's just going to throw him all over the damn place. Let's see. Right. Yep. And then your your next match, the tag team match for the uh, Raw Tag Team Championship. The New Day versus AJ Styles and Omus? Omus? Omus. 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 The Nigerian-born American professional wrestler and former college basketball player. He who is... stands seven foot three, weighs in at 335 pounds, a specimen of a human being, a spectacle to see, a guy you're not going to want to miss, a true walking giant in 2021, and he's teaming with the most phenomenal wrestler of all time, AJ Styles, former IWGP champion, former world champion, former United States champion, uh, one of the great wrestlers of a generation, AJ Styles. So, he played college basketball at the University of South Florida, uh, and he also played at Morgan State University after transferring from USF. That's and then he impressive. joined the WWE. They signed him and six other athletes at the WWE Performance Center on October seventeenth of twenty eighteen. Did you see him there at all? Did you watch him at NXT? No. I don't think they really used him in NXT. I think he skipped it. Appearing as the tallest member of the faction, he was in the ninja faction with Akira Tozawa. Um, basically just stood ringside for a match, and then they pretty much just brought him up, 
soon after that. Oh, he was the bouncer for uh, Shane's Raw Underground. Was the first time you saw him on yeah on Raw. He's been on TV, but he's never wrestled. This is, I believe, the first time he's going to be in a televised match. Yeah, he's been AJ's bodyguard for a while, right? Right. So oh, can he wrestle? Probably not. We know the great history. Oh man, I can't wait to hear the great Khalid speech tonight. Woo, boy, I'm excited. Oh yeah, yeah. That one's to please to please fans with money, right? No, great Khalid. It's nothing to do with money. No. No. Are you talking about like the Saudi shows? No, like just to to please uh, the crowd, the Middle Eastern crowd, to make well, them happy, like. It, actually, Clark, India what, is in Asia. What does he have? Oh, okay. So, Thank you. What, what does he have? Uh, what are his credentials? He's big. He's very big. Uh-huh. He's bigger than big. He's I mean, a he, giant. He's great. He's the great Kali. No, I mean, look, in wrestling, there are spectacles. There are, there are attractions. There are people you see... It goes back to the days of the circus, and there are guys who were in the sideshow. You know, Andre the Giant, although he wasn't—he was an actual wrestler, made a life out of being a wrestler. Um, he wasn't like a great wrestler because he was a giant. All he had to do was show up, and people had to go, "Wow, look at that guy! That guy's a, a giant. I've never seen anybody that big in my life." Um, He's two that, inches shorter than Amos at seven foot one. Yeah, assuming that almost height is real, which maybe it is because it came from basketball. Do they do they uh, fudge the numbers in basketball? Uh, yeah, yeah, they're usually a little taller in basketball. Okay. Uh, world Championship wrestle not not quite like they do in in WWE, of course. But uh, I didn't know he was in World Championship wrestling until he got bought. He was there for eight months months. Then he went to New Japan, and he didn't come to WWE until he was in the Deep South in 2006. You know, maybe the dude could wrestle. Maybe. Or are you talking about Kali? Kali. Okay, I thought, I thought it was Almas. Oh, like, no, wow. no, no, no. I was like, man, he's older than I would have guessed. His filmography includes The Longest Yard, Get Smart, McGruber, Kushti, Rama. Oh, he, did, he, he started doing some Bollywood stuff the last few years. There it is. And I think he's one of the great trainers in India. Like, yeah. no question, the guy was a shitty wrestler. I mean, like, they, no one's arguing that. Right. But he was a specimen. I mean, people paid money to see him. I don't know. And then? That, if anybody could beat Corona, it's the great colleague. Wait, does he have Corona? No, but I think he could, he could end Corona. Like, oh, I bet you he could find he could a way it. to fix it. Like, you put Kali in a match against Corona, I think he's winning. Okay. So then we've got a little bit of celebrity stuff going on, huh? Right. My oh, essay. In this match since last week has been changed. Where originally yeah. it was going to be yeah. a singles match between Bad Bunny and The Miz, right? Right. And now it's going to be a tag team match with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Yeah, Bad Bunny had his uh, Bugatti. 
uh, vandalized his three point two million billion dollar Bugatti. Who did that? Billion dollar. Who did billion that? dollar. Who did it? Ms. Morrison. They oh. put they put fake paint all over it. It was terrible. Oh, awful. Ruined it. Ruined it for and good. And the announcers mentioned it was a three a three million dollar Bugatti about twelve times. Yep. So you knew how much it was worth. And the paint, the fake paint, just looked terrible. It looked like uh, really. It looked like all they had to do was run it through a car wash, and the car was fine. But. I mean, it was still ballsy, you know, to mess with the dude's uh, the dude's car. And this is a former twenty four seven champion, Clark. You know, you can't make bad. He held the title for quite a while, and you know, he has won uh, the Grammy Award for best Latin pop album. Oh, big star! I mean, I play his music. He brought the uh, he brought the the belt onto. Uh... Onto what's he called? On the SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Paint does look pretty terrible, Al. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. <laughs> you just wiped that off in seconds later is what you did. But they yeah. wrote uh, Miz and Morrison on it. They drew a little bunny. Hey, yeah. hey, hop, hop. Yep. Is Booker T going to do a run-in? Oh, because he has a song called Booker T. All right, we'll put that on the bet, the betting sheet. All right, put it that's in. A good question. I don't know. Not I would say no. I mean, I, I think that's a long shot, but that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I'd say long shot for sure, at the very least, or at the very most. I mean, he did. He that's how this whole thing started. Was was with a, a Booker T song. Yeah, that's true. All right, so that match is pretty um, – it's a spectacle of a different kind. It's it's a celebrity match, and we're not in the demographic of the celebrity. So, you know, I, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot of interest in it. Right. But I'm curious. I'm curious to see how bad it could be. Well, yeah. I mean, how, how what what are you thinking on that? Just he's he's what? What if he's been training for quite a few years though? You think secretly Bad Bunny in his lair somewhere in the hidden in Puerto Rico? Maybe he spent been, like four uh, months. I don't know. Listen, maybe Bad Bunny is really a like famous, skilled luchador who. On the weekend, does his bad bunny. He goes around and he sings and he he plays clubs. But then at other times, he puts on the mask, disguises his identity, and he's really this great luchador. We don't know. That's the beauty of luchadors. There it is. Yeah. And there's although Puerto Rican wrestling versus Mexican wrestling are very different. Puerto Rican wrestling was based more in like uh, like hardcore violence, like what ECW became was really, really kind of started in, in the Puerto Rico territories where, uh, what's his name, got murdered. Bruce Brody got shanked in the showers. Okay. Where, of course, Mexican wrestling is based more on the uh, flippity stuff, uh, the luchador style. The two out of three falls, which your wife loves, at, uh, yeah. and lenient tags. Ah, wait, where were we? Lashley? 
McIntyre? Should be interesting. Should be really interesting. I I, uh, I don't know who wins. I really don't. And uh, Bobby Lashley's been pretty good as champion. You know, he still has a hard time talking. He still has a hard time with promos. Yep. He's just kind of awkward, when he, especially when he has to deliver, like, uh, scripted stuff. But when he just kind of talks, he's all right. Okay. Uh, but he always looks like a kid in a play who forgot his lines. Uh-oh. And then uh, Drew McIntyre, who's really good on the mic, he almost comes off a little too cliche for me, but um, I see why people like him. Was a good champion, and he he hasn't had a live crowd to witness him as champion, and uh, it would make sense to go back to him in front of a live crowd. But, man, let's say Lashley wins, and then Lesnar comes out and challenges. Man, that's a, that's a WrestleMania moment right there. So, so sure. there's a couple ways this could go, and uh, I think that's cool. I'm, I'm excited for this match. And uh, I, I think I might be on Team Lashley, but I don't know. There's something about Drew that just doesn't do it for me. Okay. But yet I see why people like him, and yeah. I don't dislike him or feel he shouldn't be the world champion. Right. Um, that's good. I Hell, I'm excited to see it. Uh, you, you've told me that Lashley's – his in-ring stuff has improved quite a bit. Well, he's always been a pretty good in-ring guy. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a big dude. He's a, he's a powerhouse, and he's got he's got that background, like you know, like Lesnar. I mean, he the, the guy could go. Yeah, it's just his mic skills have never been all that wonderful. Okay, so, but with MVP now kind of picking up that slack, I mean, I think the package is it's a full package, and uh, I like it. It's I a like full it, package, but like it, it's not the total package, right? Nor is it a small package. That's right. True. It's somewhere between it's all package and the small package. Okay. A total package and a small package. That's good. That'll work. Um, Sasha Banks is the champion of SmackDown, and she's taking on the challenger, Bianca Belair. Yeah, I don't know This is if this is really the main event or should be the main event. Um, they aren't calling it the main event, though, or anything, are they? Yeah, I mean, they've kind of said this is probably going to be the match that finishes the show. Whoa. And, you know, and I, I get the optics of it. You have two strong uh, African-American women um, competing over a world title. They're both extremely talented. And, you know, it, it looks good. And it, it's it's a nice PR moment. And, you know, it, it's a good it's a good moment for wrestling. But... I mean, I think the build of the Drew McIntyre-Bobby Lashley match has been a lot better. Yeah. And I'm more more intrigued, I'm more interested in that match than this match, where this has just been weird, man. Sasha Banks is a weird character. You know, she's talented in the ring, but she just comes across so unlikable. And you don't know if she's playing a heel or if she's supposed to be unlikable, because she's, she's also kind of like, you want to like her. Right. I mean, she's she's somebody who's loves wrestling, and she just I don't know. And then Bianca Belair is is tremendous. I mean, she is she's everything Sasha isn't. Like she has the that charisma that you want to like her, and she's likable, and she's talented in the ring, and she's an athlete. And uh, I mean, it seems like it's going to be a good moment for her to win that title. And I guess that's a feel-good moment they want to go home on on WrestleMania. And I get it. I just don't know that it that it's as interesting as they think it is. 
Uh, and it's not the women's fault, somewhat. I mean, I, again, Sasha, Sasha's just odd. Like, it's almost like Kenny Omega syndrome where I just, I don't, I don't know how to take her. I like her. I love her in ring work, but something about the character I just don't connect with. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm alone in that opinion. I think mm-hmm. other people kind of feel that same way about her. You know, she's good. She's bad. She's good. She's kind of got that whole uh, big show deal where, I mean, she's constantly swapping between a face and a heel. But, again, I get the moment, and it, it, it should be a good match. And hopefully Sasha doesn't hurt herself and uh, try to do something too dangerous. But um, it definitely should be the opener, the semi-main event, or the closer. Um, I mean, it, it qualifies, but I do think the, the Drew and uh, I thought Bobby I heard that it could be the opener. I thought didn't you, did you say that last <laughs> week? I don't know. I didn't say that, but I could see it being the opener too. Okay. They kind of do that where. They put it one of the main events in the opening slot. Yeah. That's pretty common for them. So, so that's night one. Those are all of the announced matches for night one. They are the night one matches. Yeah. This Saturday uh, night, April tenth, and then uh, Sunday night, April eleventh, the second half of the card. Yeah, Jackson Baszler going to go up against whoever wins that turmoil match. Nothing to say there. Nia's growing on me a little. Okay. I will say that. Um, Is she getting a little safer out there? Are people giving her the benefit of the doubt? That might start being the joy of watching her matches. It's like, oh, my God, is she going to hurt somebody this week? (laughs) I definitely stopped to see if, like, oh, my God, how dangerous she is. Yeah. Like, oh, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, she looks like she's safe tonight. So, and uh, Baszler, uh, you know, tough. I really like Baszler. I wish... She's somebody I wish was in one of the main events. I wish they would have built her in that way because she was fantastic in NXT. But um, she definitely, you know, she's in the tag team of Nia. They're the tag team champions. So, I mean, it's very WWE of them and very WWE booking. And uh, I feel like they fumbled her a little bit. But, you know, it's good. And now Reginald's uh, kind of their manager. I like the package. They've grown on me, like I said. All right. That's fine. What uh, what match do you want to talk about next? Well, why don't we just run through these in order? Okay, let's go. It's a singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Your champion is Riddle versus Sheamus. He's no longer Matt Riddle. He's just Riddle. Yeah. He's just Riddle. Yeah, bro. Riddle, bro. Riddle. Bro. bro. Well, he's like, bro. Bro. Brosive or just bro? Just bro. Just bro. Um, I like Matt Riddle. I like I like the concept of Seamus, but I generally just don't like Seamus. You never uh, have, huh? Yeah, I, I've always liked Riddle. I've always been kind of a Riddle mark. So I'm going to go with the OG bro, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Riddle over Seamus. Yeah. And uh Yep. I mean, Sheamus has been around for a long time. Yeah. And I, if I was putting money on it, I would guess Sheamus actually wins. But yeah. Um I'm I'm going with my prediction with my heart. Good. And uh yeah. Yeah, I like that. So you're taking Riddle 
I'm taking Riddle. Do you want Riddle or Seamus, Hazel? Riddle or Seamus? Seamus, she says. Wow. She's taking Seamus on that one. Good job. That was more of a coherent answer than I've ever gotten when asking Clark a question on text. Thanks. Can you say hi, Al? Hi, Al. What's up, Hazel? He says hi. He says have a little hazelnut. Yep. Oh, hang on. She's sorry, but hang on. Here, real quick. Good night, Al. Good night, Hazel. Sweet dreams, all right? Okay. Yeah, dream about ponies. Tell your daddy you want a horsey. No. You'd be like, Dad, I want a horse. <laughs> no? All right. Well, you have a good night. Okay. All right. These conversations, yeah. you need, you know, really, you know. Sleep well, okay? I lose focus. The kid loses focus. Good night. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. I told her she should get a, she should ask you for a horse, Clark. Get a pony. I heard, I heard you, and she, 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 uh, she knows that that's a bullshit thing to ask for, so she didn't respond. Really? I yeah, I also heard that she wasn't happy. She didn't have the biggest dollhouse on the block. Oh, so I think she's a girl who knows she needs a horse. Thank you for not telling her. You know, we got her a heck of a big dollhouse, but the neighbor down the street got one much bigger. She doesn't touch hers. Such a pain in the ass. Oh, kids. Uh, yeah, Seamus. He's Seamus, you know. 43. Wow. He must have started. I mean, what's he been there for like 25 years? He's older than us? Yeah. Seamus? crap. I mean, he's been I, there forever. He was there before I stopped watching wrestling. When did he start? Like, No. Oh, 2006. Is when he yeah, I was going to say, Seamus popped in when I was gone. So Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Seamus O'Shaughnessy. Seamus O'Shaughnessy. But he was there for like 10 years that we didn't watch. Something like that. How many times has wow. he won a championship? I feel like once. Maybe twice. I don't know. Hang on. I know. I hate when they don't just put the titles. Yeah, it's fucking like Wikipedia the, gets you, doesn't it? Like they're athletes. Man. Three-time WWE world champion. There Wait. you go. No, oh, no, no. Hold on. Let me read the whole set. So That's becoming ECW. part of the main roster. He went on to become a four-time world champion, okay, having the okay. WWE title three times and the world heavyweight title once. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, he was he was a big deal just when I wasn't watching. Right. I think he was always kind of a transitional champion. Probably, probably Cena taking the title from him a little lot. Randy Orton, but uh, yeah, I've just never been a big Sheamus fan. Well, and they've he's always kind of they've been trying to figure out what exactly to do with him. We move him around from different places. Yeah, they try a lot of things with him. He gets booed a lot. Well, he's not likable. He definitely has that, that lack of charisma. Uh, but it works for him. I mean, I think yeah. he generally plays a heel, and he plays a heel well. So. And you're taking Riddle? Yeah, I'm taking Riddle. Okay. Like I said, I think they're actually building Sheamus up for a title for a title uh, shot, although he just kind of went through that. I don't know. But, yeah, I my heart, my heart says Riddle. My checkbook says uh, 
Jameis, but I, I'm going Riddle. Okay. Uh, then uh, what do you think about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn? Oh, he's got Logan Paul in his commercial. Logan Paul, of course, of YouTube fame, uh, the, the boxer. Do you actually know who Logan Paul is? Yeah, he's the YouTube guy. He made a lot of YouTube videos. He took some shit for some things. Uh, he's appeared on different TV shows, and he boxes people. I honestly have no idea who he is, um, but I accept the fact that people know who he is, and he seems pretty popular, so, you know. I think, um, I think he makes a lot of money based off of how many people know him. Okay, okay. Oh, he did the suicide, and yeah, he went to that. I know who this is. I know I know of that story. Wait, which one? He went to a suicide? So in Japan, there's a forest. Everybody kills themselves in. It's known as a suicide forest. Oh, yeah. And oh. yeah, he, he did something with that. I remember that controversy. I don't even remember what the controversy was. I just remember going, oh, that guy's a shithead. Um. But you know what? You do you do these videos, you do these podcasts, you do these things. You're bound you're bound to say something that's going to offend somebody or not be yeah you know. So I don't know. I, I don't know who he is. I'm not going to judge him. And I'm just going to say, On hey, December sixth, twenty twenty, it was announced that Paul would fight Floyd Mayweather Jr. in an exhibition February twentieth, twenty twenty one. The fight was postponed to an unspecific date. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's it there. That's all I got on him. People all right, know. so I think this is another one like the night before with uh, Cesaro and Rollins. I think this is one that could steal the show. Uh, Kevin Owens, Ran- uh, Sami Zayn. Obviously, they've, you've seen this match a thousand times, but this is WrestleMania. Uh, Logan Paul, I think, is going to turn on Sami Zayn. Sure. <laughs> And uh, somehow is going to help Kevin Owens win the match. But it's going to be, uh, I think it's just going to be a really good match. I think, like I said, chance to steal the show. All right. And then Al Archer in a Nigerian, Nigerian drum fight. A Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Your champion, Big E takes on the challenger, Apollo Cruz. Right, right, right. So I think it's just like a Chicago street fight. Um, I believe it's, I believe the Nigerian drum fight is the same rules as a Chicago street fight. So um, with that, I think it, it could be interesting. I could see this being more hardcore than people are. Like, I think you think, you know, WWE doesn't really get too hardcore. I think these are two tough dudes who are going to surprise some people with the violence and intensity of this match. And I think, I think it could surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think this has a potential to be 14 minutes and really boring. Okay. So I think you're either going to get a great match or you're going to get a terrible match. I don't think there's going to be anything in between. Some people think that personally, um, this match, are there going to be drums being around? There's no rules, no limitations, just a beating so loud it sounds like a drum. That's how uh, I tell you what, Apollo. If they bring if they bring in Paul Simon, 
with the uh, African choir that he used on the uh, Graceland album, I will 100% say this is the greatest match of all time. Okay. I think there's going to be some drums there. I would gather there's drums around. People are going to get hit with drums. Right. I think somebody's head is probably going to be hit into a drum. Right. In a, in a very, right. yeah. Like, yeah. I see it. Um, then in the singles match, The Fiend uh, takes on Randy Orton. That's going to happen. All right. Very good. I mean, there's going to be, there's just obviously, this is the Undertaker match. This yeah. is the, uh, you know, the spectacle. The mm-hmm. uh, you might you may find some paranormal activity uh, takes yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, some some shenanigans, some witchery. Some might even say witchery. But witchery. 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 But um, it's not it's not for me. Maybe it surprises me. Maybe I'm entertained. You know, maybe there's some cool fireballs or something. Uh, you know, it's always nice to see Alexa. I mean, a beautiful woman. Uh, the, the newly engaged uh, Alexa Bliss. Oh, and, engaged. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's engaged. Good guys to that singer. Alexa. To that singer guy. To the fiend. No, the singer. Who's the singer? Her fiance. Um. Jackson. No. Who? Wait. Hang on. I actually don't really know the dude's music. Buddy Murphy. No. Ryan no, Cabrera? No. Right, that's it. Ryan Cabrera. He began his career as lead singer for the Dallas band Rubik's Groove before his solo career. Okay. Yeah, I never heard of the dude. But you know what bugs me about this whole thing? He's is, not some kid. He's 38. Crazy. He's 38. <laughs> I was just going to go. He's 38. <laughs> Meaning maybe I had a chance. I don't know. I'm a couple uh, years older, but not that much. Uh, right. You're not that far ahead of this guy. And she likes dudes with, like, crazy hair, you know? And she's 29. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. knows who could sing along to Disney songs? Boom. Like, I, oh, just what you love. People who yeah. sing along to Disney songs. It's right up your alley. I would not get along with her at all. No, like, I, I think she's a beautiful girl. If the, that I, girl I came think... into Trader Todd's, you would be annoyed right from the get-go. Probably five minutes in, I bet she just from the look, you. just from. I bet she's a horrible tipper. On the other hand, she, she's she's adorable, and you do you you I, you've always been I a do, fan. I do sometimes melt to to uh, with girls like her, so I don't know. It'd be uh, it, it would be interesting if she ever came in for karaoke. Yeah. Oscar. Rhea Versus Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Yeah. WWE Raw Women's Championship. Oscar is the champion. I feel like this is one of those that could go either way, too. Like, this could either be, like, a really badass match. Because, I mean, Rhea Ripley is a monster. I mean, oh. she, is a, she is a solid woman mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of size, a lot of strength. Um and a lot of skill, who's dedicated to her craft. She's only 24 years old. And, I mean, if you really break this down into, like, a a match of, like, if wrestling was real, Rhea Ripley, the 24-year-old prodigy, going up against Asuka, who, I mean, she's 30, she's 39 years old. Uh, I mean, she's almost 40. 
she's been doing this forever. And she came up in a country where the wrestling is very physical. Women's wrestling is very physical. And she is known as one of the most hardcore wrestlers of her generation. One of the, what, and one of the best strikers and one of the best women's wrestlers. I mean, you know, she's a cartoon character in the WWE. And you kind of forget about who she really is behind that. And she, she was one of the great female wrestlers of a generation. And she's going up against this young prodigy. That's a very exciting matchup. Mm-hmm. On paper, this is a – I am glad Charlotte Flair got the COVID because I can say that now because I think she's okay. Looks like everything's fine. Good. But um, taking Charlotte out of this scenario and giving me Asuka versus Rhea Ripley, man, I am stoked for this match. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I think I like this match better, dare I say, than the Sasha Banks Bianca Belair matchup, but cool. um, you know this one's not going to main event. This is going to be a co-main event again, or, or possible uh, show opener. And uh, yeah, actually, this is a match I hope they hold off. It's later in the evening, and you know it's it's kind of. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they strike. I'm hoping you're seeing that you see some violent strikes between these two women, and okay. uh, I, I I think you 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 possibly could get a historic match. I mean the the matchup potential. Is that good? I think I'm there's excited. a new precedent for violence in women's matches that are, is out there, too. Yeah. The Brit, Britt Baker has, uh, has, has revolutionized the women's wrestling. I don't know. Just revitalized, maybe? Maybe kind of gave it well, a little bit of a spark? There is something it, there. She did give it a large stage in America. Yeah. Yeah. And in uh, uh, American television, you know, where WWE wouldn't go that that violent with their women. Although, I mean, there've been incidents, there've been happenings, you know, you, you can't forget when, uh, when it was an accident, accidental nose break, the nose break of Becky Lynch. Yeah. That created um, Becky Lynch's badass character, right? But the man. you definitely, you definitely can tell WWE has shied away from females bleeding. Right. Right. Uh, a lot of times they'll hide it. They, they won't show it on the camera. A lot of times. Yeah. And maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's a good strategy. I, I don't know, but um, I think if you let these women, it doesn't have to be bloody to be physical. True. You know, you could have a slobber knocker that doesn't have blood. Slobber knocker. Uh, but, yeah, stealing one of Jim Ross's lines. He steals everyone else's. Um, We're down to six minutes left on the uh, blog talk show, Al, just so you. All right. Well, then we'll, we'll wrap it up because there's only one match left. Yeah. Main event. Triple Daniel threat. Bryan has found a way to weasel into uh, another match. And I actually think it makes sense here because people like Daniel Bryan. And I think people like Roman Reigns more than they like Edge. I think Edge is coming stale. He's coming flat. He's coming. He's kind of a turd in the water. Just as Christian has come into uh, NXT or uh, AEW. I think they they weren't getting what they wanted. I think Edge plays a better heel. So they've allowed him to kind of take more of a heel role, kind of the tweener heel. You have Roman yeah. Reigns, who's supposed to be the heel. And now you have a true baby face. And Daniel Bryan, can he capture the title yet again? Can he steal another moment? Can the underdog take what should be his against this old dude Edge and your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, who's been a magnificent heel? I think this also gives... Roman Reigns a chance to lose the title, which is interesting because now I believe he can lose the title. 
without getting pinned. I could see Daniel Bryan pinning Edge or okay. Edge pinning Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns gets screwed. He he could go work on some other stuff um, and not have to have the title and still be dominant and beat some other people. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. What what if he just beats the shit out of both of them after the match after Edge wins? Yeah, I mean I mean you could have that where like hey now he's mad now he's yeah. pissed and he's pissed at the company for allowing a triple threat and he he gets stoogy lawyery and you know he he becomes a dominant a hole who knows he can do no wrong, kind of a stone cold character but in reverse where he's actually a heel like a legit heel. Yep. Yep. And not an anti-hero, but an actual villain. Let's see. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for WrestleMania weekend. I'm excited to watch both nights. Tonight I'm going to go and uh, try to get uh, figure out Peacock Network and get hooked up. And uh, then I'll try to share that with you so maybe you can watch it on a faster platform. Okay. I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe right. through the Comcast the box, it's just not getting it done. Yeah. We'll try something like that. See what happens. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for WrestleMania. Thank you for going over it here, Al. Thanks for, uh, you provided all of the insight. I just kind of drove that train a little bit. And, and what a great train engineer you are, my friend. Soon to be jockey. I think I'm a train pilot. If I could name if I can name the jockeys in my stable, one of them is going to be Clark. Really? Hmm. You, you're damn right, pal. My first my first horse is going to be Rygars on the Jazz, and then uh, from there I think we're going to get the Horseman. I think my stable is going to be uh, Los Ingobernables of Horsetown. Yeah. Of Atari, of Atari, I think maybe that, that'd be good. Okay. And. Uh, yeah, we're 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 gonna we're we're winning this thing. We're uh, taking home some cups. Let's roll. I'm in. A hundred percent. Sorry. Things just kinda of fell apart with the with the child that was down here recently, I guess. Things uh the bedtime is not going as it was thought. Anyway, sorry. All right, well Got I will let you that. go. That'll, that'll get nothing, me rolling. Say hi to Rygar for me. I have nothing left to say. Rygar, she says hi. Yeah. Well, Al, thanks, brother. All right, have a good night, buddy. Next week, I'll be talking all about my favorite baseballs. We'll recap WrestleMania, of course. Right, I'll get, I'll get the milk another week of wrestling with the WrestleMania recap. We'll see if the Chicago Bulls have turned this around and are actually going to make the playoffs this time. I don't know. Maybe we'll be able to talk a little AEW then as well. We'll talk about the Jericho thing. Make sure you check out my podcast. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. People are already a uh, big deal. Uh, it's got the E-Fed podcast. E-Fed podcast. So check that out. And you can find uh, that anywhere you get your podcast, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good night, Al. Good night, buddy. Episode 68. Out. Yep. See ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.